I'm Ryan from the Dad.io podcast, a show dedicated to dorky dads everywhere. Part of the Gonna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other dadalicious geeky shows at gonnageeknetwork.com. Welcome to episode 208 of Better Podcasting. On this show, we discuss reviewing and revising your podcast. In this week's Better Podcasting download, we talk about more questionable podcasting awards. And finally, in this week's Better Podback, we have listener feedback about their experience with Nah Pod Pomo. Lauren, start the show now. We're not award winning, though. Darn. Welcome to Better Podcasting. With a combined history of over a thousand episodes, and starting as early as 2008, we are hobby podcasters through and through, just like you. That's why we are different. We minimize the money talk so that you can focus on building a better podcast. Here are the hosts for the show, Stephen John Drew and Stargate Pioneer. You reached episode 208 of Better Podcasting. I am Stephen John Drew, like the intro said, and also like the intro said, SP's here. SP's here and SP's beard is here. How you guys doing this week? Very excited to get this podcast in. We are so excited to get it in. We switched up our normal recording time just to make sure that you got an episode this week. And something else that we want to make sure that you get is a chance to enter into our contest. It's not really a contest, but into our contest to win a Samsung Q2U microphone. And the way that you're going to do that is we last year sent out a message to our listeners. If you wanted to change one thing with your podcast in 2019, let us know. Now we're asking if there is one thing that you want to change in your podcast in 2020, please let us know. And Stephen, I believe you said by one December last time. That's what we're going with for now. And uh, we are encouraging you to get that in by by that date. And uh, we will revisit at that point. But, you know, if you're not familiar with this show, we at the end of December like to stack a couple episodes and take a break and whatnot. So the final live, the final recording of Better Podcasting will happen only a couple weeks into December because we, again, we like to give ourselves a little bit of time off at Christmas and we pre-record some episodes. So that's why you got to get it in. The pressure is on. Send that in before the 1st of December. So the end of November, send us what your one thing is that you want to work on for 2020 for your podcast. Email podcast at betterpodcasting.com. And again, if you sent us or talked about this elsewhere, like on Twitter or in Discord, Make sure you email that to us to podcast at betterpodcasting.com and we'll make sure to get you in for that giveaway. We usually every episode start off with a how I save my podcast story. And today, SP has another one. It seems like he's saving his podcast left, right, and center lately. And he's got a story he wants to share. And I think it all has to do with paying somebody billions of dollars to make a podcast for him. That's why this wallet is so thick. It's got a billion dollars in there, maybe a monopoly money. I don't know. Anyway, my how I save my podcast story is this. So I had a scheduling change come up in my life and it was all of a sudden and I knew I was going to be here at my desk 
for the regular recording time. So I reached out to my co-host and I said, look, dude, I'm not going to be here for my regular recording time. What do you say we either change it, you can go solo, or you can get another co-host? And my co-host said, I don't want to podcast with anybody else because you're the best. So why don't we just change the date? Can you go on a different date? And I said, yeah, that sounds good. Let's go on a different date. So that is how I saved my podcast. That was Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. you were referring to, right? I've done that with Legends of <laughs> S.H.I.E.L.D. before, yes, but I'm referring to specifically this episode of Better Podcasting. So the main point here, everybody, is that if you have a How I Save My Podcast story, and it could be as simple as what I just said, changing the date of your recording, please let us know what that is. Let us know the challenges that you ran into. Let us know how it turned out. And we will talk about it on a future show, but make sure you tell us what your show is, what the title of your show is, so we can promote it because we want people to listen to your show that you've saved. And that segues perfectly to us letting you know that we usually stream this live on Wednesdays at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern time at geeks.live. But over the next little while, we're going to have a little bit different schedule, as I mentioned. We do pre-record some things in December. So keep your eyes on Twitter, or on Facebook. If things change, we'll make sure to announce it. We're selfish. We admit it. We look at ourselves and our family during all of this end of the year season. There's a whole bunch of things happening. And sometimes that means that we have to change the recording schedule. So if you like to listen to us record or watch us record, we do have a full video companion. Please keep your eyes on Twitter, on Facebook, and we will keep you apprised of the situation. Sometimes it's re changed in recording time because of the weather. And why is this true? Because Stephen needs a non-rainy day to go ahead and make his holiday light display visible by the ISS. Yes, you cannot plug those things in when it's raining out. So Stephen, if it's not raining on a given day and it's the only day of the week that's clear, he will say, let's move the recording time so I can make my holiday light display. When you podcast, it can be really easy to get comfortable with your podcast and all of the things that come with it. It's important that as you build your show, you do find this level of comfort through your routine of podcasting. This is going to come with some benefits like allowing you to focus on things that matter, like creating the core content for each individual specific episode. However, it's also important to not get too comfortable and make sure that you assess your show routinely for changes that you might want to implement on your podcast. Today, we want to talk about some of the times that you should consider revising your podcast, some areas you might want to focus on revising, and some other considerations that you may have while you're doing all of this assessment and the revision. Let's start by talking about some of the reasons that you would want to change your show. And the first reason that I want to mention is one, it's a big trigger for people to assess their podcast. Perhaps your downloads are down. When your downloads are consistently down, there's got to be a reason for it. If you ruled out all the external factors, maybe there's an RSS issue or other technical issue that's preventing your podcast from going out, then it might be an indication that people are starting to get <sighs> bored with your podcast. 
This is probably a good indication you need to change something about your show. Now, that's not to say there just might not be a market out there for your show or that the market might be saturated, but there's an important distinction made by seeing the drop downloads. Essentially, you're hemorrhaging, you're losing listeners, you're losing people that are interested in your show. So that might be something that intrigues you and starts your decision to change elements of your show. Another reason you might want to review changing aspects of your show is because there's been something that personally has changed with you that affects your ability to continue with your current path of podcasting. For example, perhaps you've had a personal schedule or availability change, which will no longer allow you to continue producing the podcast under its current format. If this is the case, you need to rework certain things about your show to be able to continue podcasting. For example, let's say you podcast covering a TV show. I actually have a couple of podcasts that I do this with. Perhaps you've set your show up as a weekly one-hour show that covers the news, a review of the most recent episode, fan theories, and other speculation. If you no longer have that same availability, you might need to consider spacing out all of these across multiple episodes or removing a segment. Now, perhaps you've actually had a technical change that impacts your ability to keep doing things the way that you have. For example, less reliable internet. It happens. Or maybe you've moved to a whole different time zone, so you're not available at the same time that you normally were to podcast. Both of these things could have an impact on your workflow for your podcast and for your co-host and definitely for yourself especially if you're doing things like live streaming, like we do here on Better Podcasting. But it could even be things like your ability to connect reliably with others. And I'll, I'll give you an example. If I was actually moving to my family's lake home, the internet there until very recently was very, very sketchy. There'd be no way that I'd be able to produce the content that I do now. I definitely would not be able to do video podcasting. Stephen, we've done it before and we've seen all the glitches and everything. That's kind of fixed now because there's there's fiber now there and not here at my house in the city. I've just, and anyway, that. If that was the case, that would have impacted my ability to produce content the way that I normally do. And it's time to change up content. Well, and up here, it's kind of like when all of a sudden the moose go away for the winter, then the internet tubes don't have as much traffic throughput because the, the meese up in Canada can't travel that information as fast as they usually do. I find it entirely intriguing that you measure your internet speed in terms of meese movement while us in america we use carrier pigeons Fair I mean, enough. even there we're faster than you <laughs> anyway and let's go on to another reason why you might want to change maybe you not your listener but maybe you are just bored with your current format if you're vo bored then you might just pod fade Sometimes all you need is a little change up in your show and a little bit different things to re-engage your interest in what you're saying when you podcast and how you're communicating. But even if none of these situations that I just went through apply to you, maybe it's just a periodic check that you want to conduct with your show. For example, you might want to do an annual review or uh, every six months or so do a review, or maybe if you're doing more of a 
professional sort of say, I mean, we're hobby podcasters here, but say you're trying to transition to professional podcast, maybe you want to do a quarterly review or a monthly review. In any case, it's really good to consider revising some of your show routinely, even if you don't end up changing things. It gives you a chance to feel a little bit more confident. After all, you do a review and you find all is well, you know things are working for you. I'll give you an example from this show. When we reached episode 200, Stephen changed up the video aspects and video elements of the intro and the outro. He did a similar thing with Gonna Geek for the intro and outro with going to geek episode 300. So there are different times during the year and different episode numbers that we have done changes just within our own shows. So what are some of the benefits though, to changing up things with your show? Let's start off with the first one that is sort of one of the more obvious things, which is what SP kind of just alluded to is that it keeps things fresh. This can keep both yourself and your audience a little bit more engaged. Freshening things up can be a good way to re-engage listeners if they're starting to feel like your show's a little bit more stagnant. It can also be good for yourself in order to feel your show is a little bit new to you again. Sometimes if you're feeling like maybe I want to start a new show or maybe I'm not as interested right now in this show, maybe try changing things with your show before you go through the heavy, heavy lifting of starting a whole new podcast. Sometimes all you got to do is freshen up the show you've got now in order to satisfy that craving. The other thing is that changing things up can be a real good way to help improve your skills or your podcast talents and your general brand. If you change things up, it means that you're using a lot of tools in your podcast tool chest to accomplish this. And as such, this can also present a really good opportunity for you to test these skills and improve them and grow them. When you work to improve your show and revise elements of your show, it gives you this opportunity to try these skills and apply them to really do new things with your show. Here's an example. Whenever I've been thinking about using a new platform over the years, I've used a variety of different editing tools and editing software. Well, One of the ways that I've really become comfortable with that software is started off by tying it to revising a certain element of my show. For example, if I was thinking about doing a new intro and I was maybe thinking also about trying a new piece of software, what I would do is I would work to build that intro into that new piece of software rather than just sticking with what I knew. This was a good way that I could focus a specific project on using a new tool. And it allowed me to kind of get comfortable with that tool for a specific purpose, rather than just getting frustrated as I tried to do an entire episode in that. It's worked really well. And also, it's forced me to relook at the entire concept. For example, that intro, did I really, really want to keep the audio balance the same way? Did I want to change things? Things like that. So it really gave me an opportunity to be able to try a new tool. Once you've made the decision to change things up, what are some of the things that you might look to revise with your show? Let's begin with the core elements of your podcast. So most podcasts have some standard elements that they use in their show. An intro, no matter how long it is, an outro, stingers or bumpers in between different segments, jingles where you play in the background, little bits that you do throughout the show. 
uh, standard introductions, perhaps. You might want to change up how you actually start the show, or maybe even you're doing promotions or something else, even if it's just for your network. Like we do promotions sometimes at the end of the show for the Gonna Geek Network shows. So that would be a promotion. And if you wanted to try a new way to do that, maybe this is a change that you want to make. Another area you may consider changing is the elements that aren't actually housed within your show itself. For example, album art, descriptions, standard show notes or link formats, essentially all those little things that people see each week but don't hear each week. Album art is stored in your RSS feed, descriptions also in your RSS feed, standard show notes and link format that's in your show notes every week. And just every little thing that people aren't actually hearing, but are elements within your show that are part of your show that should be out there seen in podcatchers or seen on your website, or maybe just promotional, like maybe it's a new header on your Twitter page or your YouTube page or your Facebook page, you know, whatever. Those are things that you might want to change up. One of the things that I often change up is the preformed compliments that I have to give SP pre-show. It's something that he demands and people don't see that, but it is something that I have a variety all laid out ahead of time that each episode before we can or as we connect before we stream, I give him this list of compliments and sometimes they get a little stale. So I have to change them up. Steven's joking right now, but I just want to mention if you are producing your show and you're trying to ramp up your co-host before you actually record, whether it's in person or over the internet, or maybe you're making a guest feel at ease. Those are things that you have to do as a producer to get from pre-show into your actually recording. So as Steven was laughing about that, yes, that is something that if you're recording with somebody week after week after week, that you're going to have to come prepared with new bits in order to make that. And Stephen actually does a great job of that. It's not contractually obligated. He's, I don't need that sort of thing, but it helps. And I do it with my shows as well, with Starling Tribune and Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I know Chris chimes in with it on Gonna Geek and Starling Tribune. And Haley helps out a lot doing stuff on Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. with pre-show comments. Lauren also does it. I mean, it just depends on what's going on, but we all try to chip in with that. So yes, as much as Steven was joking, it's actually true if you're podcasting with other people. Moving past some of these superficial items, not the thing we just talked about, but the things before that, like the album art and things like that, sometimes your core content and format might actually need to change within your show. Perhaps there's a standard segment that you do each week. If you're not getting a lot of discussion about that, it might be time to retire that or even modify it. Or maybe you find yourself regularly struggling to complete a certain element or a segment within your show. Maybe you can tweak that or possibly replace that with something that comes a little more naturally for you so you can be more bought into that and, of course, enjoy that more. But maybe it's time to just change the whole order of your show. For example, let's say you do have a podcast where you've got multiple elements. This show here is a great example. We have How I Say My Podcast Story, then our featured segment, then our download, then our better podback. Well, if something's not working for you, maybe rearranging can sort of help with that. So you keep the same elements, but you put them in a different order. I know in the past, SP actually shared a story on here how he did that with his Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast where he shuffled the news. So it can absolutely help and re-engage some of your listeners. 
And also, remember when we mentioned a while back, you know, about 10 minutes ago, that sometimes your availability can change your podcast itself? Well, a lot of people sometimes take those segments and modify the timing so that it works better for their availability. It could definitely be bigger than that, though. Maybe the entire general topic or theme of your show needs to be changed. This could be because you've lost interest in the topic, but it could be because the source material isn't available anymore. For example, if you're a fan podcast like the sci-fi show Defiance or quite frankly, the sci-fi network. I mean, it's it's gone now, folks. It's there's nothing sci-fi related on the show anymore. If you're doing a podcast about that, then you need to change up the main topic or theme of your show. And the last thing that we want to mention is a whole episode in itself. And in fact, we've actually covered this a long time ago, but perhaps your co-hosts need to change. Common reasons for this include a lack of interest on their part. They're not preparing. Maybe the chemistry between you and them is gone on reliability. They just don't show up when you need them to. Uh, Maybe it's causing you to consistently lose listeners because of the issues with your co-host. Or maybe you just need an enjoyable working environment and your co-host is really not bringing that forward. There are a lot of issues that go with a co-host change, but if you're considering changing up your show and one of the things is an unhappy environment with your co-host, you need to take a look at that and see if a change there might make your podcast better. If you're a producer of a show, these are the things that, and and you own the show as well. These are the things that you need to do. Steven, I want to make a caveat here on something that you said time and time again. If you're having an issue with the co-host and there's a question of ownership of the show, it might be easier for you to go ahead and start a new show. This is something that you said time and time again. That's true. And I've become a firmer and firmer believer of that as years go on. Well, no matter what change you're considering implementing to your show, we do have some recommended best practices that we think you should follow as you go through this. And first off, before you make any changes, this is something that we've kind of touched on in a couple areas before. We think that you should objectively try to assess how these changes are going to affect your show. And we're big fans of actually writing it down and creating charts with pros and cons of implementing these changes. Let's take, for example, really basic thing that we did here. Episode 200, SP mentioned it. We changed the intro to this show. Well, we did some pros and cons on this. Some of the surface pros for us changing that intro included that, number one, the old one was very long in the tooth, 200 episodes long. So it was an opportunity to refresh it. It also gave us the ability to better tag sort of our driving motive that we've talked about with the show a lot of times, which is helping people focus on making their podcast better, the hobbyist specifically, rather than focusing on some of the money talks. So it gave us an opportunity to really brand that in the intro. Now, some potential cons to changing the intro was that some people did like our old one and would they like the new one and the the new content that's within it as well. People might misinterpret those taglines that we put in in a negative direction. In this situation, ultimately, we decided that the pros outweighed the cons And we went through with it. And honestly, let's be real here, SP. When we have Lauren doing voice work, we should take any opportunity that we have to showcase her more and some of the new voice work that she does. Because she just gets better and better every year. 
She is actually a professional voice artist and we get her free of charge for better podcasting. Now they said that she's going to demand royalties, but <laughs> it, it is great when you're part of a network and you have somebody that is actually a professional in something, whether it's video production, maybe a film director, voiceover talent, something like that. And, and they do it professionally, not just as a hobby. It's great to be able to bring them in and showcase their talent. In this case, Lauren is excellent at what she does. And I'm just grateful that she agreed to do our intro. Seriously, thank you, Lauren. But once you've decided what you do want to change, we would suggest that you create a checklist of everything you need to accomplish. SP, you're a big fan of checklists. And I know when you make checklists, you break them down into little small pieces so that you have a very clear-cut mission plan of where you need to go with that. And we suggest you do that for this because this is going to give you a working plan that you know all the little pieces, all the little parts of that puzzle that are going to have to be built in order for you to make these changes. Now that you have how you're going to make the changes, the next recommendation we have for you is to establish a realistic timeline of when you want to see these changes happen. You need to decide if you're going to have this change done right away or wait for a milestone event. For example, our episode 200 here on Better Podcasting. But a further decision that you should have is if you have multiple changes coming, do you want to implement them all at once or change them out slowly, perhaps one at a time? There are pros and cons to both methods. When you change multiple things at once, you're left with the same feeling you have when you hire somebody to paint your entire house. You see the instant change in satisfaction. It's almost like you have a new house in a certain sense. However, what happens if that color of paint that you've picked is kind of ugly? Now you're stuck looking at an entire house that's ugly. And if you had started by painting just one room, you might have seen that it just wasn't going to work. And then you could course correct by another color of paint. The same goes with your podcast. Gradual changes allow you to experiment a little bit more with your show. And if something doesn't go well, it's a lot easier to course correct. Plus, you also get an opportunity for people to chime in before you continue. Back to the room analogy, you might ask what people think. They're probably more likely to be honest if it's just one room that you've painted or maybe one spot on the wall. No one wants to tell somebody the whole house is ugly. SP, I know when you come to my house, you're going to tell me that because that's the relationship you and I have. It is. I've already seen your walls because of the smart devices, <laughs> things that you've been changing out and all the wall damage that you've done. And yeah, I've got some paint choice uh, advice to give you. <laughs> if you're podcasting with others, we would also suggest that you work with them to help implement a sort of unified movement forward with these changes, especially if it's a major overhaul. Sometimes this is also going to allow you to split up some of the duties and some of the responsibilities so not one person is doing all of the work. Of course, sometimes you might just have a producer that likes to surprise you with these occasionally. I, I, I'm, I don't know who we're talking about here. I don't know either, but sometimes the surprises come at specific moments so you're prepared for them when they actually happen. The last thing that we want to mention, especially if it's going to be a major change that you're undertaking, is to take your time and do not rush implementing the changes. When you rush these changes, your show 
changes, it can become really easy to get all wrapped up in the technical process and miss how they come across overall. It can be worth taking time to try the changes offline, leave them, and come back with a fresh set of ears and eyes. It's kind of like what we advocate for your first show is to practice a show or two, make sure you do everything all the way through up to three shows, and then get in there and record your first show. That gives you time to course correct things that you don't like along the way. Perhaps you're just not going to like different changes that you made with the show. For example, you made a new outro and it's just not working for you. You listen to it a few times, a few different weeks before you implement it in the car, in different locations. And after a while, you're like, huh, I just don't like that. So you can course correct the change to something better before you implement something that you don't like. It also allows you to try out a variety of things especially if you're going to be doing a major change like format, like your entire show, changing the format. You can also solicit feedback from others while you're doing it. So those are our recommended best practices and some of the benefits and things you might want to change with your podcast as you look to revise it. Have you recently underwent a change with your podcast? How did it go? If you had something that went terrible and you had to fix it, let us know as well. Maybe that's a good How I Save My Podcast Story segment. Please get in touch with us through any of the ways, but we would love it if you'd send an audio or video clip to podcast at betterpodcasting.com because we'd love to follow up with this in the future episode like we're going to do later in the Better Podback about last week's episode. This is the Better Podcasting Download. Last week I was perusing through podcast news as I normally do. And I saw something that was very intriguing. It was done by James Cridlin of pod news. So all credit goes to James, but he mentioned something in his daily pod news article that he then linked to a bigger article an exclusive as he called it. And it was about the iHeart podcast awards. So I'm like, okay, iHeart podcast awards. Haha, ha, iHeart. I don't really recognize them as being a podcast main item for podcast awards based on previous years. And yeah, this article basically confirmed that. And it was criticism about how their awards ran. Now, iHeart tried to legitimize the process this year, and I don't know if they did this in previous years, but they tried to do it this year by reaching out to other industry professionals to be judges for the podcast awards and some companies, I think some sponsors, I believe. Anyway, he went out and, or iHeart went out and tried to get those people to inject, and they did. They asked the people which shows that you would like here it was more, it was not really nominations. It was more of a list of shows that iHeart brought forward. And there was a lot of iHeart shows in there. And remember, this is the company that had the first ever live produced podcast awards last year. Aha. Uh -huh. No, that's not true. There has been live produced podcast awards previously. So. James was called out in this because they said that Pod News was one of the organizations that contributed. Now, James has admitted in this article that he is the sole employee of Pod News. So he singularly was called out in this, whereas all the other companies had more than one employee. So now it's down to James. He felt his credibility was at issue because of what happened. Stephen, what happened? 
The summary is that they claimed that Pod News was involved in the nomination process, and James is saying that they weren't. And the challenge with this is that there was a lot of iHeart shows in there that SP mentioned. And so they've come out and they've put a list of names in there, iHeart, and this is what James is alleging in his article, uh, but that iHeart is saying that Pod News was involved with the nomination process. And James is saying, no, I'm the only one here. I was not involved in the process. So definitely some questions, possibly some flags about this whole process. And if you've seen sort of the way the list is there and there's a lot of iHeart shows, it definitely leaves you with a interesting taste in your mouth. I would encourage everybody to actually read this article. We'll have it in the document at betterpodcasting.com slash 208. If you want to read the full details, James does a far better job through a lot of text than we could do on this show here because he walks through the whole process. And I would encourage you to check this out. And I also encourage you to consider sort of what this all means. And when you're going for a podcast award, think about that sometimes there are workings in the background that you might not necessarily be able to always overcome and have optimism. But if you don't get that award, don't let it get you down because you never know what else could be happening or how the process actually works. A lot of times we don't have the exact specific details on the way podcasting awards work or some things that exclude or include certain shows and whatnot. And so I absolutely encourage you to use this as a way to not let yourself get down if you go for an award and you don't get one. And again, this is all alleged though. Uh, this is what James is saying. And so just to be transparent, we cannot confirm any of the specifics that are outlined in this article. <laughs> it was based on statements that iHeart made, basically that they had a panel that makes these decisions. And James basically said, I had no input into the nomination decisions. It is false for iHeart to claim that he did. Okay, so we'll take that, wrap it up, consider it and move on with our lives. But podcast awards, especially within more, more money coming into the space, you're going to see more and more companies try to uh, gather the acclaim through sponsoring their own awards. In this particular case, there's a conflict of interest, in my opinion, that iHeart is holding awards and most of the winners, if not all the winners, are iHeart-based shows or shows that iHeart produce or at least they're distributed maybe exclusively on their network. So, yeah, you get you just got to take it with a grain of salt and move on and not get too ruffled over it. But if you do enjoy getting rewarded for your work and maybe you do podcast for the art of it and you think that you should be awarded for your show, for whatever reason, there are other award shows out there or other awards out there that you could probably uh, submit your show or nominate your show or have somebody nominate your show for, and you might have a better chance of winning than something like this. So just keep in mind that it's not just one show and that whoever owns the awards basically gets to make the rules for the awards. And if all else fails, you go to the dollar store, you buy yourself a trophy, and then eventually write on it, best podcaster ever. That's what I do. This is where we here at Better Podcasting turn the show over to you as we run through some of your feedback. We call this segment Better Podback. 
I love weeks like this when we put an episode out and we get a ton of feedback and including in-depth feedback. Yes, if you haven't checked out last week's episode, you should. We talked about NAPOD POMO, which is National Podcast Post Month, and we had quite the email come in from uh, one of the number one fans from the SP fan club. It was the Varmints podcast. SP, go ahead and read this out. I don't know if he's a fan of SP or not, but he definitely listened to the show. So thank you very much, Paul. It's Paul from Varmints podcast. And he said, I am participating in Nat Pod Pomo this year. My main podcast is called Varmints and it's all about animals. I have a wonderful co-host and we have great chemistry. Varmints is my passion and it will always be my main podcast. I wanted to take the challenge to see if I could actually produce original content every day for 30 days and I wanted to see if I could do a solo podcast. So far, so good. The thing I was most nervous about was being able to carry a solo show on my own. I've always been reliant on a co-host to do a lot of the talking and to talk to. After the first four or five episodes, I started to get very comfortable with doing something on my own. My project is called Checking In With Cosmos, pronounced Chomo. Oops, I butchered that. I'm sorry, Paul. I hate the name of it, but that's what it's called for now. I say for now because I intend to keep doing it the beginning of 2020. Not every day, of course, but whenever I feel like it. It's just me dumping my brain out for 15 to 20 minutes. Hardly uncharted territory, but I've gotten great feedback, and it's a good outlet for me. I'm a busy guy, so I record episodes two or three times at a time, and I've managed to stay a day or two ahead of the game this way. I also set up a voicemail so that the few dozen people that are listening can give me content. Those things have helped a lot. After I complete this challenge, I probably will never participate in Napod Pomo again, not because I haven't been enjoying it, but because I very seldom ever play a game against once I have beaten it. Also, in a few days, I'll have to start paying attention to my main podcast again, and it will be more difficult to put out daily content. There's only 12 days left to go, and I think I've got this. Sorry for the long email. I enjoy your show. It's always very helpful. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for sending that in, Paul. It was greatly appreciated. And I think it summarizes nicely some of the challenges that people have with this, but some of the benefits that people also have as well and ways you can apply that to other endeavors, all the things we talked about last week. So thanks so much for sending that in. And over on Discord, the conversation continued and we had Yakko.org say good show on Nab Pod Pomo, guys. I tried it last year and got about two thirds through the month before life got in the way. I'm not surprised he made it two thirds of the way through the month because that's about the time Thanksgiving comes for us Americans. And he's American. That's Jeremy from Transmissions Podcast. And I could just see that Thanksgiving holiday really getting in the way of completing this month long full of daily content. We also had a note from Damien, the DM from Aurelia Pod. Getting slower every time. He said, I might try some Napod Pomo next year with some time to prep. I'm just not sure if I want to do it through my show feed or spin up a side feed for it. If I can get some questions to do five to 10 minute answers on, I could see pulling it off. He brings up a couple of great things. First of all, let's back up to Paul's email a second. He said that he was receiving email on that or voicemail. 
And if he had pre-recorded those 30 episodes, he would not have been able to get voicemail feedback back and incorporate it in his show. What Damien is saying is he wants to be able to get those questions ahead of time so he can go ahead and answer them. I could see that working as well if you ask the questions ahead of time, but I would also leave room for a couple episodes of questions that come in when the show is out, maybe more than a couple, but probably towards the end of the run. Waffles actually replied to that and he said, that's my thought as well. Not my statement, but Damien's statement. And Damien replied with, so yeah, if anyone has any DM or, and that's uh, dungeon mastering, right? or world building questions they want answered in late 2020, go ahead and shoot me an email over at aventuresinarelia.com. After we recorded last week's show, I had a couple of the thoughts about Napod Pomo and sort of the struggle that really is baked into when it is. And also, it's not just the fact that there's holidays there in November, but a lot of podcasters find the end of the year really just being a little draining to try to keep your podcast going. So I would be very interested to see how many more people would participate in this if it wasn't towards the end of the year when you've been kind of looking all year at your show and maybe you were a little more mo- motivated. I don't know. I'd, I'd be interested in that. So January is a great time to start a show. Uh, February and thus in the Northern Hemisphere, that gets into the drudges of winter. And, and you do have some things like Valentine's Day and stuff like that. Just going by month by month here, March, there's March Madness. You know, if you're into basketball sort of thing that happens there or playoffs for winter sports, April, you start to have spring break and, 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 and religious holidays. And in May, you have graduations. You might have start to have some weddings in June. You have weddings in July that there's the midsummer uh, sort of holidays that we have in Canada, in the United States. And, and I'm, I know I'm leaving off the Southern Hemisphere here, but I'm sure that they have equal stuff going on there. In August, you start to get into the dog days of summer. You might feel kind of slothy for that. And in September, you've got the start of fall. Yeah, for I think maybe September might be a good time, but if you're concentrating on school or, or maybe work to, to hit it home for the rest of the year, that might be bad. By the time you get to October... October also might be a, a good month. Uh, you have fall sports. A lot of people are in this fall sports in the Northern Hemisphere, football, hockey, basketball, that sort of thing. It starts up in October. And November is right where we have in December. Oh my gosh, I can't imagine <laughs> doing a podcast every day in December. So I don't know if there is a good month. Yeah, I don't know. It's a good, it, it was just something I had thought of. But I also, by the way, thought that obviously what I should have done is remember that challenge I was mentioning a little bit ago about how I have to revise my SP compliment list? I should have mm-hmm. just done a Napod Pomo all about compliments for SP. We, I could have had multiple guests. I, I, you know what, though? It would have ended up being like four hours per episode every day because there's just so many people in that fan club. That would be tough to produce a four-hour <laughs> podcast. I don't know if I've ever produced a four-hour podcast. Steven, I know you did some long ones with Fanboy Buzz. Was any of them four hours? I don't think it was four hours. I think we cracked three once, and that was way too long. I don't know. It was. It was. I don't think we ever got up that high. Uh, I've heard of people who have done four. That's way too long. And who's going to listen to four like in a, in one sitting? It would well, be a week long venture, <laughs> right? That something that isn't like a history podcast that 
maybe go six to eight hours or something like that. Cause there are some that get listeners like millions of listeners like that, but it's not in one sitting. That's not going to happen. Moving on with our feedback. He is in our chat room tonight. Damien, the DM over on discord uh, last Thursday said, I totally missed until way too late that it was better pod live last night. Yes. If you didn't know this again, Wednesdays, usually at 8 p.m. Eastern, we do stream live. Sometimes the video stays up on our YouTube after. Sometimes it comes on down. But uh, if you want to watch us record live, all of the errors, you can check that out. And we also like to re uh, stream this live so that people can actually see the errors that we make and see sort of how we handle it. We kind of think of it as an extension of what we try to do with better podcasting. Steven actually replied to Damien and he said, we missed you. We did, Damien, by the way, we miss you. And he said, fun fact, pre and post show, SP used an old school mic and I used a $1.25 mic just for giggles. And yeah, we, we did that last week. We subjected our live listeners to really poor audio last week in the pre and the post show. But it was just to show off that, yeah, we have some lesser quality equipment and uh, we prefer to use our higher quality equipment for this show. If you have something you want to say to us, get in touch with us through any of the ways you can reach us at podcast at betterpodcasting.com. You can go to facebook.com slash betterpodcasting, tweet us at betterpod, or head on over to our Discord server at betterpodcasting.com slash Discord. SP, that's going to take us towards the end of the show, but you did mention earlier we are part of the, net, the Gunna Geek Network, and there's a lot of awesome geeky content on there, and we encourage you to check that out at gunnageeknetwork.com. We did mention it last week, but we do have a new member there. It is the Sci-Fi Sunday podcast. If you like Star Wars, they're going through some Star Wars rewatches right now, and it's a good way to prep for the final movie in the Skywalker saga that comes out in December. Sega? Oh my gosh. What a Canadian way to say it. <laughs> the rest of the world, we say saga, but if you want to say Sega, that's fine. Thank you, everybody. Yes, check out that show, Sci-Fi Sunday show, and be prepared. There might be a new show or two coming on the network really soon. So stay tuned for further announcements there. Like the SP Fan Club podcast that I've been teasing for a while. You keep, you keep saying that. I, I think, we, no, there is no SP Fan Club. Well, on that note, for episode 208 of Better Podcasting, I'm Stephen John Drew saying thanks to everybody who checked us out live and who checked us out elsewise. Get in touch with us through any of the ways we always, always like to hear from you. And this is SP saying thank you very much for all the great feedback. We enjoy it and we enjoy giving you good techniques that you can use on your show. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. for checking out another episode of Better Podcasting. You can find the full back catalog of Better Podcasting at betterpodcasting.com. If you're into geeky podcasts, please check out the other podcasts on the Gunna Geek Network at gunnageeknetwork.com. This show was produced and edited by Stephen John Drew of Gunna Geek Productions. Voice work was done by L.W. Salinas. Thanks again for listening or watching. And we hope to see you again next week. SP, we often at the beginning of the show do a how I say my podcast story, but we're not going to do that again this week. But 
Oh, do you do you have one? I do. Okay, hold on. I have sec. a how me, I save my bike. Let me recue that. Let me recue that. That way I will be less sloppy. Uh, we're not eating sloppy joes here tonight. No, we're not.